I'm the founder of Double Robot, an independent video game studio. My background is in software development. I've been writing code since I was a kid. I spent many, many years doing software development consulting. And then a few years ago, I had the opportunity to be able to pivot and switch to making games. Uh, the name of my game is Blaze Sky. It's a space opera action role-playing game. The one-liner is Asteroids, the role-playing game. It's got really good 3D graphics. 4K looks beautiful, runs really well on even pretty moderately powered machines. Gameplay is super easy. It's pick up and play. So even though it looks like a 3D game, screenshots that you could use as desktop patterns, really pretty. Uh, the controls are dead simple. You pick them up run around, blow up spaceships, have fun. And that's a role-playing game, so it's got a big story to it as well. This is the last episode of the Blaze Sky series. The first started in episode 97. So if you need to catch up, go check out the show archive. But at the end, we'll tell you how you can find another series and hear more about Blaze Sky from the information technology aspect. In this episode, I ask Will to explain himself for writing a game instead of a book. Will, you also are a writer. So why did you build this, this, this game instead of a book? Well, it's funny, you know, when somebody says, I'm a writer, what does that mean, right? So for me, I started really writing a lot back in school. And I was a political science major and that that was all about being able to, you know, produce tons of material very, very quickly at a at a reasonable quality. Back in the early two thousands, I wrote four and published four different technology books. So I wrote two for O'Reilly and two for Pearson's and they were uh, like web services and hibernate and very technical topics. And that was when I first got a chance to really experience, I guess, the, the life of the writer, where it's like I would get up every day and I would go write for six hours a day. So I, I did that for about a year. And when I started, it was like, hey, this is awesome. I'm sitting in coffee shops all day and I'm working away. And I'm, and by the end, I was kind of going a little stir crazy because it's just me and my laptop in coffee shops all day long. <laughs> I had some familiarity with writing a book. Now, when it came down to doing a game, it was like, I, well, I knew I wanted to tell a story because that's the thing that provides the emotional hook for making the game interesting. Otherwise, it's like it's just Tetris or something, right? That then led to me developing a workflow for how to create a story game. A lot of video games, it's you get in this really, and this this is actually a huge topic of like how do you deliver deliver narrative story in the context of a game, right? And one model for that is something that winds up looking kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure book, right? You get to pick your paths, the 
characters you talk to, and then you get to go down and explore. Effectively, what I wound up doing, and I didn't really get a chance to sit down and do that, like I'm just going to sit and write a lot of material up until about two months ago. And I wound up writing about 13,000 words for the game. And so it's basically a lot more like a movie script. So sitting here today, having gone through that experience, I basically wrote the uh, same amount of material that would be involved in writing a two-hour movie script. And so in a lot of ways, I feel like that's what I was writing because it's I'm writing natural dialogue that then has an interaction. So so. I guess it's more like I feel like I'm doing script writing than I am doing like traditional, especially extended novel writing. One of the questions that we talked about earlier was, well, why, why write a book or why, why make a game instead of just writing a book? And I think one of the, the challenges, so for one, a typical book might be 80 to 120,000 words, right? It's like a pretty reasonable yep, yep. No- novel length. And then the, marketing and the distribution and everything, that's a very well-known space, right? Like you write the book, you can self-publish it through Amazon and create space if you want, or can work with a traditional publisher. And that's a lot of time just writing and then producing the material. And one of the questions for me would be like, okay, well, if I'm going to do that, how would I do something that would be unique, right? The game space is not as crowded, in my opinion. I think there's a lot fewer... Like if I was going to sit there and say to you, say, okay, how many, you know, multi-hour science fiction role-playing games are on the market right now? I mean, you're talking less than, I don't know, twenty at most. I mean, I can I could hardly even think of it even more than a handful. There's a couple of AAA, incredibly expensive, big budget ones that have come out over the last few years. But if somebody says, "Hey, I want to play a space role playing game," right? There's only maybe a handful of them that you can even find on the Steam store. So compare that to like if I wanted to write a science fiction novel, how many of those are out? Right. Right now, like I, I have no idea, but a lot more than that. Like thousands and thousands, <laughs> multiple thousands. Right. And then on top of that, like I'm a, I'm a science fiction fan, right? So when I'm writing this game, I'm sitting here and I'm able to draw on everything from E.E. E. Doc Smith, 1930s stuff, to much more contemporary things like um, Alistair Reynolds or uh, Expanse stuff. Or, you know, science fiction shows like Babylon 5 was a huge thing for me back in the day. The thing that's crazy is, like, as far as books go, you can pick up a book that was written decades ago. Like, I, I, I actually read Caves of Steel for the first time in the last 10 years, which is like a famous Asimov book. Man, that book holds up phenomenally well today. I mean, you can read it and you're like, man, it feels like it, 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 it's addressing stuff that we're dealing with right now. Video games, um, there are a lot of classic science fiction games out there. Like there's, you know, Star Control or one of the big inspirations for me was Escape Velocity. Um, but those games are almost impossible to find and to play, right? So if I, if I say, hey, you know, Lance, check out Caves of Steel. You can go up on Amazon and buy it right now, and it's awesome. If I say, hey, go check out Escape Velocity, it's going to be – you can't even – I mean, the publisher's out of business. Like, you're going to be poking around on Reddit threads trying <laughs> to find an old version that you have to fire up in an emulator. Like, I mean – What platform was it on? Escape Velocity, I played originally on the Mac, oh, okay. um, and they did eventually port it to Windows. 
so you could play it on both. I think the guy's name was Matt Birch that wrote it. We're talking like Mac Power PC or Mac uh, um, um, SE. What era are we talking here? Um, it was like Mac. I think it was playable on the 68K Max, and it was, but it was in color. I, I don't think it ran on a on the 512 black and whites, but it definitely ran like I think on a Mac LC, so like a color. Yeah. Machine. Cool. Yeah. I've had I've had flights of nostalgia sometimes going back to dig up my Commodore sixty four games as well and, and things like that. So and I think it's because the games I remember the most were either story driven or they just were really fun with another person and like uh, I think of EA Winter Games was really awesome as well. Yeah, I think well what's what's funny is like even Escape Velocity, so the original was written um, and it's it's funny to me because I could go back and I'll check out some of those games and and they the older games like Morrowind you know the Elder Scrolls Morrowind game is the same way where they're very comfortable just throwing like three paragraphs of text up on the screen and expecting you to read all of it yeah and so in modern games it's people the the expectation is is that you'll have like voice actors and then they'll talk through the dialogue it's not necessarily paragraphs of of reading which is which really affects how you write so when i was writing and that's where i come back to that bit about scripts the material i'm writing right now for this game it's complicated because it's got to be dialogue that's short and terse and then also and deliver a lot of information very very efficiently like you know it's like two sentences you know it, and then i'll i will be using voice actors the uh so every every line of dialogue that the characters speak will be recorded audio that then i have to then hook into the game to play as well which is pretty wild Blaze Sky is on the Steam Games platform. You can go right there and search for Blaze Sky, one word, and you can wishlist or purchase the game. There's also a link in the show notes. So if you open up your podcast player, you can just tap, tap, tap right to the location. It's the 22nd century, and although there's no faster-than-light drive, Governments and religious organizations fund voyages by giant ships that spend multiple generations in voyage to Earth-like exoplanets. Young Arcady feels blessed to be born aboard the ship when he did because the ship will soon reach its destination and it will happen during his lifetime. But he's heartbroken that instead of being trained as a pilot, He is stuck training to be a farmer because those skills are more important for creating their civilization and completing the abandonment of Earth and the troubles they left behind. But once their ship makes planetfall, the strife left behind a millennia ago resurfaces, starting with the murder of his sister. After the mysterious disappearance of other generation ships, Arcady now, an officer of the Space Force, suspects that someone close to him is killing his people. This murder investigation, Space Opera, is a novelette by Lancer Kind, and it's called Memories Victims. It is available on Amazon, 
and Barnes and Noble's Nook. This has been the last episode of the Blaze Sky series on Sci-Fi Thoughts. The first episode started in episode 97. If you want to find it, you can type into your favorite search engine, Lancer, Sci-Fi Thoughts, Blaze Sky. But there's actually another series on our sister podcast, Agile Thoughts. So if you're interested in IT and you're interested in the technical parts of game software development, you will find episode 108 talking about Blaze Sky over there. You can find it by typing into your favorite search engine, Lancer Agile Thoughts Podcast and Blaze Sky. Or you could just tap on the link in your show notes.